Yes, hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Yesterday we beat Wigan 2-1 with a dramatic last minute winner from Mam Diouf. A man that we thought was never going to put a Stoke shirt on again. But yet, becomes the hero of the day. We'll talk about Mam Juff and as he has, he got a future in the first team under Michael O'Neill. We're going to talk about the results and how the game went yesterday and how we feel and what we feel about Michael O'Neill. So as always, I'm joined by Mark from Scarlet from Stuttgart. Scarlet Green. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's me. It's nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Nice to be starting for him. What a win that is. What a result. Yeah, well, it's we needed it, mate, don't we? It, we've got to keep this momentum going now, haven't we? Well, we've um, got to because I mean, it's it, it's fantastic. Two results. I mean, it, it, I remember it's half time. We sit, we went outside, have a drink, and a, and a smoke, and we sat there going, nothing's changing here. This is just going to be more depression. But they had fight yesterday. Yeah, there's still defensive frailties, but we said that after the balls again, didn't we? And the thing is, I still think that it'll make a massive difference once Ryan's back in. You need that. It's not just about Ryan the footballer. I think. It's about Ryan, the leader, as well, at the back. Well, who's he coming in for? I'd take Danny Bart out of hold. You can't take bad Danny Bart out. He was a saviour yesterday. I know, I still would. I still, I still think he could do a better job. But the thing is, he's going to be coming back gradually into it, I think. I don't... Yeah. Can't see him throwing him in. I'd leave it probably till around Christmas time before bringing him back in when the crunch games come in, promotion yeah. battle games. I mean, so right, we're going... Promotion <laughs> battle, I didn't play. <laughs> play Wigan, of course. It's home. First game for Michael O'Neill as his manager at the Bet. Or Brit, I still call it the Brit. First goal, we'll go into that first. Who was at fault? Well, I've heard a couple of sides to the story already. I mean, from different people in different ends of the ground. And I've heard that Edwards had shouted for it, for clear it. And Butland told him, leave it. And and the thing is, it's to me, you can't say it because you're not on the pitch. But if it was me, I'd have just put it in Rose Ed. If I was Edwards, he was closest to the ball. As it come across, I'd have just smashed it into the rose head. You got time regroup then, aren't you? It was. I think it was a catalogue of errors. I mean, Joe Allen yeah. was at fault for messing about and with the ball in the first place. Mm. Stupidly give the ball away. He comes down. Edwards should have just booted it, but instead it was a cross line because. Jack obviously started, then stopped. Yeah. Tom Tom Edwards didn't clear the ball. Because <laughs> if you come off your goal line, you, you you can't you can't back out halfway. You can't if you're going, you're going. Yeah. Oh, you can't you can't go halfway and go. Or or on that back. Because the thing is, at Premier League level, he's probably just chipped you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. just chipped you there, and then the, the play running through and chipped you. I mean, they are quite lucky with the, the way the ball falls. The thing is, yeah, it is their fault. But the ball falls beautiful for him, really, for just tapping for a tapping. Oh, Could have gone goal, anywhere, really, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an open goal. We have to we have to look at it and say that you, you know it's a, a catalogue of errors again. Michael O'Neill's got to sort these out. It, it, it's a big problem with our game. It's errors yeah. that cost us at the moment. It's like the Liam Lindsay one a while ago when he did an air shot and we lost one 0 because of stupidity, really. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to be honest, I mean, we'll go into that now. I mean, Tom Edwards yesterday. What did you rate of his result? I still, I still aren't convinced. It, it, yeah, he was definitely the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, yesterday. I, I don't know. I just, I, I think everybody wished he'd do really well, didn't they? I think everyone was willing him. He is all right back, but the reality is, he's so poor defensively. He gets found out a lot. That's his yeah, problem. And you can see there's, there's, there's talent there. There is real talent yeah. there, but I think I just don't think he's quite ready to be a first team yet. No. 
He looks, he looks dead negative all the time when he's got the ball. Well, he tries to go forward, but the problem is he he he, he struggles with. He's got. He hasn't really got pace. He hasn't really got. You know, a lot of. I, I don't. I don't know with him really. I just. I've, I was impressed with him towards the end of last season. I thought we've got a talented young right back here, but this season I think that he's very hit and miss. Sometimes he has a good game. Sometimes he, he has poor ones. But yesterday he was very poor. I guess so. I think I think it's still the same problem we said at the start of the season. Left back, right back. Mm. Still think we need a left back and a right back. Yeah, I, I still think that's the Wolf big looks problem. tired, doesn't he? Well, I mean, he played. He played okay yesterday. Yesterday, Stephen Ward. I mean, there was a lot of over the top praise for him yesterday, yeah, especially on the praise on the line. Stephen Ward was brilliant. I was like, oh, they are now. Come on. Yeah. I mean, especially the first half, he was getting overrun a lot, and he was. He looked. He looked knackered. <laughs> well, they got quite a young side, aren't they, Wigan? Yeah. And they they quite quick. I mean, they're not. They're not the poor side as far as I can see. Yeah, they were poor. Got a chance of getting down there more. There more. Well, they have every year, haven't they? Because right. the reality is, they're not a fo- it's not a football in town, is it, working? No, no. And, and they had a good spell, didn't they, for a while? And even then, some of the players they used to bring in, you used to thinking, how are you still in this division? Emilewski, Hugo Rodriguez. Then again, he was all, what's it? What's yeah, he, he could was score against Stoke, yeah, that, that paler in the last match of the season. Uzi as well, Figueroa. God, yeah, that was a beautiful strike. Did Palacios come from there as well originally? Yeah, he went yeah. To Tottenham and he went to where he was Wigan, then Tottenham, yeah. and then come Stoke and didn't play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go into the second half then. So, I mean, the feelings I had at half time is we had 10 minutes at the beginning where I thought, oh, we are, we're going to do well here. But then we just faded out the game. And we faded out because there was no penetration, no intelligence on the ball. We looked, we looked toothless again. Yeah. And I thought, here we go, new manager, same problems. This is gonna, it is gonna be a tough, tough ask to get any sort of results together. But yeah. second half, we came out fighting. Came yeah. out fighting. A ball came across. I think it was Tom Ince wanted to put a low ball down. Danny Bats took to toe. Yeah. Poor defending, like, but it was a good. He took it well. The thing is, though, I mean, it's, it's got when you when you go down in in previous sort of last eighteen months, we've crumbled. We've yeah, got to go yeah. down and crumbled. And the thing is, a lot of people keep telling me, "Well, they're not very good clubs." It doesn't matter. You can only beat what's in front of you. And the thing is, we've played Barnsley, who are not a great side. We've played Wigan, who are not a great side. But we've lost these games in the past. Oh yeah, we lost three 0 to them last season. Yeah, exactly. We? Even with a Rowett side that wasn't losing. We still got battered by him last season. I mean, another one people were talking about before, especially Cook, uh, the Wigan manager, yeah. was talking about Nick Powell as the best player in the Championship last season, he said. How what did you rate to him yesterday? I didn't know he was on the pitch, first off. I said it to you. I, I really... He had, he had spells, didn't he, second half? Well, he had that run, didn't he, where he went past three players. And yeah, and then just got a nosebleed on the edge of the box. <laughs> another one that... Oh, I don't know... I, the thing is, the only thing I can say is, as a group together, I think all of them had little moments where he went, he did all right there, he did all right there. Sometimes we stood at the top of that stand going, just just get him off now, <laughs> just get him <laughs> off. Even Joe Allen, I know he made that mistake, but he doesn't seem quite as 
all over the place as he was before. Yeah, he's, he's seen more. He's seen he's more grounded. He's seen more grounded. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to the next the next goal. I mean, obviously it's a last minute pearler from Juve, <laughs> a player that I didn't think could ever see ever again, see ever again in the Stoke shirt. And I thought I thought they were going to cancel his contract, but he took it well. I mean, Tom Ince fell over again and then hit him, and he just he just smacked it in the bottom corner. Yeah, so the thing with Juve is. He's another one that he's like a Marmite player, and people either like him or don't. And I still stand by the fact he's gone through a lot over the last couple of years with his like off the pitch things. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah he's mum dad in it, stamping. Yeah, his dad died a couple of years after. It's, it's horrendous that is to think about. But at the end of the day, I mean, someone mentioned on Praise and Grumble that um, Nathan Jones. Retired him. That's <laughs> a bit strong. I retired. You're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Get out. And then, and then two games in, Michael, in his first home game, Chief pops up with a 90 minute winning. Yeah. And the thing is, at the end of the day, he's got legs. And, and at times, we've had no legs. And this is what always confused me a little bit because we all said, don't we, our oh, front line's looking a bit slow, a bit tired, a bit. And you're thinking, well, even if Juve doesn't have a great game, you know he's going to put the miles in for you. He'll run back and forth and back and forth. He's a great player, have on, or he uses a sub. Yeah. He is, because he, he puts a shift in. Oh, well, that was pretty yesterday. I mean, it was a great it was a great thing because, of course, we missed the last goal. We had to watch it in highlights because we were outside because <laughs> we always go early. I can't, I can't stay till the end because it's... I don't know. It just takes forever to get downstairs. It just takes forever to get downstairs because of all them, because of the Cone Island crew. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I haven't seen people as excited as this time. It's because it, because getting a result like that. Because before we never would have got a result like that. No. But his substitutions made sense. He brought Vokes on to do his knock-on work, and it, it seems like now these players under Michael O'Neill are looking a little bit useful as he, players to bring off the bench. I mean. Nick Powell, like, we'll go back to Nick Powell. I mean, I, I thought that Nick Powell, yes, goes missing too much, but I tell you what, he nearly scored at, scored in the first 10 minutes and he went on a run and if he could have finished it off, probably would have been goal of the season. Yeah. So there, there is talent in there. You can see there's talent it's there. He's getting him fit, though. He's getting him fit and firing yeah. so he can keep him in games. I mean, apparently James McLean also, who for me was clear man of, man of the match yesterday, yeah. he's got a bam. He's got a bad Tuesday and he's pulled his hamstring. Yeah, so it's, it's another bit. Of, it seems like whoever gets man of the match seems to get an injury and can't play the next oh, game. Yeah, Klukas first. <laughs> now McLean. McLean. Yeah. So it's 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 one of them. But for me, it's a good, solid result. We needed that. Yeah. I mean, for push for the playoffs now, <laughs> we needed that result yesterday. Well, we had a little bit of uh, fortune with all the results as well because yeah. Leeds beat Luton. Um, and I think Mills was here. Mills with Drew didn't Drew, they? but Mills were a two 0 up, and then all brought it back to two two. So yeah. it's at the end of the day we win on win uh, Tuesday and we can be out the bottom three. So that's well, that's how because we've gone from being quite a bit off here to all of a sudden we're right back in it again for yeah. getting out, and, and that's the thing. And I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not. I think we'll get out anyway. I've got no. No qualms about us going down now. I just, I just can't see it happening. Well, Michael O'Neill said last night, didn't he, in his press conference, that if you look at our form compared to about the bottom seven or bottom eight, we've got the best form out of their, their mate. A yeah, lot of them have done well draw, that. draw, lost, draw, lost, yeah, one, we've, draw. We've won one, lost, lost, lost the, won one. Yeah. So it's, 
it, I think we need to start bringing a few draws in the like for me we can get a result against Cardiff so that's what we'll go into now right so we've got Cardiff Tuesday night um, I think it's Neil Harris's first game at the Cardiff Stadium and yeah. from what I'm hearing I'd um, take a draw I was, I was. No. I, I've got a feeling we could beat them they're in bad form really um, they've lost the catalyst to the squad, which is Neil Warner. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you could I mean, have that new manager. Oh yeah, but I mean, Neil thing. Neil Harris isn't exactly a great manager. He got sacked from Millwall. Yeah, and he's gone into Cardiff, a team that's just come down from the Premier League. They're badly run. Yes, they've got a few good players, but it was all motivated by Neil Warner. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's. I think there's with the with the, especially with the last minute goal like we've scored. We're scoring goals now. Yeah. So I can't see. I can't see why not. We can't go into the Cardiff game and get a result. No, the, well the thing is the players themselves have got to look at it and go, we can beat Cardiff. The thing is I reckon before O'Neill come in I think a lot of players were looking at games and going, we won't get anything there, we won't get nothing there. I, I think the negativity was clear to see and sometimes, I mean the thing is, how long's O'Neill been at Stoke now really? What, one day before Barnsley? The Barnsley game, yeah, and then this week. Well, <laughs> this he hasn't been, he hasn't been here this week though, has he? No, because he's, he's been in Northern Ireland. So, so you're lucky if he's done that three, yeah, four days. He's, he's, he's basically the new Alex Ferguson, isn't he? I think that's what we found. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, seriously, the Cardiff. I mean, it, would would you make any changes now for that side? I mean, he's going to have to anyway, isn't he? Well, I mean, he's going to have to make a change. Obviously, James McLean. So I'm, I'm struggling. Is Klukas still? Is Klukas I think Klukas is out for a while, to be honest. Is so. He? I don't know who's going to put on the left side. Shame that is, because he's been doing all right. I think. I I'm not sure, but I'd have to look into it. But I don't know if Valinden's back at Stoke now, because if he is, then we've got to put him on the left side to replace McLean. Because well, we've started him from the beginning of the season. What I saw in pre-season, definitely. Well, I know. I mean, to be honest, I mean Josh Tibbins back as well. Don't know if he might be able to get himself back into the squad. Oh, I thought he'd gone all year. No, he was. He, I think we've called him back because you get options and towards yeah, January. Can't I think it starts from now till the, till January. You can call players back right. if you want them. So I think we've done it with Valinden and Timon. So it explains a lot, really. I mean, I, I think Timon did get harshly treated. I mean, fair enough though. His performances were dying. Yeah, but there were no no worse than what we saw from Tom Edwards yesterday. I mean, for me, the lineup has to stay the same. But I, I think. I, I don't want to start you, but Gregory's not going to score, so there's, they're going to have to change something up front. We need a striker. We do in January. We do. There's no two ways about it, mate. At the end of the day, Vokes is doing nothing. Well, Mark O'Neill has come in and said there won't be any January signings. Not unless somebody leaves. Not unless others, others leave. And yeah. Unless Jack Butland goes for a, you know maybe 14, 15 mil, I can't see us bringing anybody in really. Right. But I think if he if he can get Valinden playing, we need pace going on them wings. And that's how he's gonna play, isn't he? He played that way yesterday, he's getting balls down the flanks and we're getting them in the, we're getting whipping balls in the box. And at the end of the day that, that sort of plays well for Vokes. Well that's his game, isn't he? Well Vokes is just a finisher, isn't he? He's just you get it on his head or get it on his foot, he'll score. He'll score. The problem is though, it's He's another one who can't stay fit. But, but the problem is he, he can't he can't do any of the other other weight like what Gregory does where he runs round and so I mean, to be honest I thought Gregory was a bit a bit out of the game yesterday. So we go into the Cardiff game, what do you reckon the score's gonna be? Stoke Cardiff? One all. One all. Yeah. I think eight nil Stoke. <laughs> now I've got a sticky feeling it'll be a, a scraped one nil win. And I've got a feeling it'll be Juf again off the bench. Yeah. 
I've got, I've got a feeling off the bench, Chief might have sneaked the win in like the 80 odd minute. I've got a sneaky feeling. Because I, I don't rate Cardiff, I don't rate Neil Harris as the manager, and I think that we've got every chance of getting three points there. And I think, to be brutally honest, I'm not even kidding now, we beat Cardiff, there is still that possibility of the playoffs then. If we can get three points I there. Think we do. Well, I mean, with the runway, with the run of fixtures we've got, we're playing out of form teams now. And if we, I mean, we've got Luton coming up, Blackburn coming up. We've got teams that we can win. Yeah. And if we could get a four, five, six game run and get five, six straight wins, you are seven. right back in it. Yeah, but if we went, just imagine if we went up, we'd be the whipping boys the following year. We probably would. Well, I don't know with Michael O'Neill. That's what I mean about the, the thing is with Michael O'Neill from already. Right, so that's led it in beautifully. So now we'll go into Michael O'Neill's new manager. First game at the bet, at the bet. The, uh, yesterday. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you have, you've got that me. Place we go, you've, got, you've got you've got me you've got me more sh- yeah, Shazam in these kind of. I things. hate that name. I still hate that name. That's <laughs> I, 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 I know it's, it's just a Britannia because I mean people said it always. Oh, yeah, what the building because people linked it to the building site. I didn't. I linked it to the ship, the royal yeah. ship, the Britannia. So it's one of them. Um, I think that. Michael O'Neill already from the short stint he's been at the club has already made a massive difference to this team. I think everybody feels like that, don't they? They I've, look like a different squad, don't they? They, they do. I mean, like already just from him being at, the, you know, from the games we've seen so far, they seems to be fighting him now. Yeah. And it seems like they, they know what they're doing. They still got errors in which we all know. We saw that against Barnes and we saw that against Wigan yesterday with the obviously the, when they took the lead, but. I think that there's like like you said just said earlier on, Joe Allen's not running around like an headless chicken anymore. You've got yeah. there seems to be structure in what they're doing. They, they're getting balls down the wings. I think that Michael O'Neill, if we give him his give him his due and give him time, yeah, might be able to turn but this he, round. I think he could get time because at the end of the day, we said before, when you're losing week in week out, people won't go give you time. It's as simple as that. At the end of the day, if you're winning games, people will go. This is a structured thing. In a couple of years, we'll have a good enough squad. We'll be right up there because we're doing all right. It's like you mentioned about Wild at Sheffield United. They had no one. When they, when you look at their team, you're thinking, I don't even know anyone on the pitch. But because he gelled it over about two, three years, it just worked. But the thing is, they were close the year before as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was a gradual thing. It's like Stoke when we went up. We just missed out in the playoffs the year before. Yeah, we finished. Uh, so we're already a decent start. Seven, four, eight, I think. Yeah. So, it, it, like I say, I think to say, oh, well, I'll get in the playoffs, it, it, for me, it's unrealistic. We'll just end up being the working boys. No, I, I, think, there's a ch- I think there's a possibility of Michael O'Neill if you could, could turn things around. I mean, like I've said this now, that you look at the positions, it's like there's like seven points between six and 18th. Yeah. There's no difference. I mean, if Stoke can catch that back up and get them results, I think now I'm looking at these players and I'm thinking, we have got a good side. Yeah. And still think we're missing a goal scorer, though. Yeah, we're still missing a goal yeah. scorer. But to be fair, we've never spent for one, have we? I mean, we've spent 15 million on Berrinio, 9 million on for Sam Vokes. And I thought Vokes had. What I saw of him last season, I thought. He's going to be all talisman next season. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a talisman this season, but yeah. he's just. But he's another one. His legs are gone. I don't think his legs are gone. I think he's just. 
I just don't think he suited the manager that was there was he's a bit like his dad on a Sunday league. He, he does look he does look like a league, but he's 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 thirty now, and he's not far away from thirty one. It's it's another stupid signing, and the, the club hasn't been clever in that kind of situation anyway. But I'm liking what O'Neill's looking at, like the players from Scotland, and apparently he's been looking at a couple of Irish youngsters that he might want to bring into Stoke. He's brought all youngsters straight back in as well, hasn't he? That's the thing. Well, yeah, he's brought Timon back. He's brought. He wants to bring Valinden back. I think he, he might like a look at Harry Suter and maybe the possibility of jetting in the summer getting rid of Liam Lindsay and bringing Suter in to replace him. Um, like I say, we've got some young talented lad. Nathan Collins is there as well. I think the, I think there is a bit of a future there. But what Nate, what O'Neill's got to do first and foremost is get the team playing. And I think what he's done by putting the players in the right positions, like McLean on the left wing, Ince on the right wing, playing Steve, Stephen Ward because we've got no one else. But t- I think Timon might be able to fit in there and if we can start because he's been playing brilliantly in Portugal. Yeah. So if we can get that form and get that confidence at the left back of Stoke now, we might be able to really get a talented young left back without spending serious money. Yeah, I think the fans need as well though. I think the fans, including us as well, is I think if we do drop points somewhere, is the fans as a whole need to not turn straight away. I don't think they will turn. I think we've been quite guilty that last couple of years. It's like oh, I have a couple of bad results, and you think well. At the end of the day, this is a tough division, and at the moment, we could do without dropping any points for at least four or five games. Just get us out of that bottom three, push up a little bit, and then we can sort of like go work right where we're going from here. But if we do drop from at the moment, like you said, a lot of these games that are coming up are winnable games. Let's get them won, or at least a draw at the least, and then after that, if what happens after that, because we will start having tough fixtures. And there will be games where you think, well, yeah, if we get something today, then we've done all right. If we don't, we don't. Because he is, I mean, you look at that top six, there's some good sides in there. There's, there's some good yeah, sides, but I, side. I still think there's, there's I mean, he, the teams are moving in and out of it all the time. And I think, it, yes, I think Nathan Jones has obviously now been, been proven to be the wrong choice, wasn't the right man. And uh, But Michael's come in, and the, the big difference between. Rowett and Jones and Michael O'Neill now. Michael O'Neill's come in and bounced and won. Yeah. And, he, and there's been a massive improvement instantly from when he's come in. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's got these results, and Billy McKinley's assistant manager, didn't jump in till Wednesday. No. And I, said, I liked how he was. He was like running out. As soon as someone was making a mistake, he was screaming at him, yeah. McKinley was. Yeah. Because he, he, he took no fools as a player when he won the no. Premier League with Blackburn, he was an odd man. And to be honest, looking at Michael O'Neill, I think this is the right man now. Yeah. To have this instant impact, to have this improvement, and it was a fight to get the result yesterday. We haven't, I haven't seen that for four or five seasons. It's been a long time since we've seen fight like that where they come back. Especially when you score late as well. I know, scoring late like that, so confidence in those players is going to be through the roof. And it's a fresh start for them all as well because it's a new manager. Yeah. Like Jones. Like with Jude, for example, he binned him out and said, you aren't going to get in this squad. O'Neill's looked at him and said, well, he's better than what we've got. He's better than Ogan. He's better than Ogan. Get him in. And it's like, I mean, I know it's a shame, shame for Tyrese Campbell. I don't think we'll see Tyrese Campbell again. Mm, because he's, cause his contract's up at the end of the season, isn't he? Yeah. And there's no indication he's going to sign a new one. No. So, go then. No. The thing is, though, mate, I mean, well, I still don't think he's ready at championship level. I don't. 
It, 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 what it is is when I watch him sometimes he's got he's got everything for being a top striker he's quick he's powerful and he can shoot it's not that, that that worries me it's his vision he reads the game so slow every time someone I can see you can see the gap opening up back four and then someone's running in the game you can see they're going past that ball there and he's looped up whips a ball between the gap Tyrese has got five seconds and then he's gone and then he's gone and you're thinking, why have you not read that? You should be watching what he's doing. Well, that, com- that comes from experience, doesn't it? Yeah, he should be. He should. At the end of the day, his dad. And that sounds stupid, but his dad used to strike it. Must have taught him this sort of stuff when he was at home. Yeah, because he wasn't the best of strikers, was he, Kevin? Didn't Kevin? He played Premier League, did he? Oh, well, no, I didn't. Did he score quite a few goals for Everton when we looked at no, it? No, it was like twenty odd goals in three seasons, wasn't it? But. I well, mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know like he's, he's got to pick that up quicker. But the problem is, because he hasn't got a contract, there's no point in wasting his time on him. Because if he turns around next week and goes right, I'm going to sign a new three-year deal at Stoke. Then you go right, we're going to get you back in the team. We're going to get you involved. But he's, yeah. he's dropped Tyrus Campbell because he won't sign a new contract. See, the last FA coach I spoke to right, said to me, as a striker, a winger, or anyone who plays in that top, right, when you've not got the ball but your team have got the ball, you should never have two feet stood still. You should always be moving. Even if it's walking pace, you never ever stand still. So if you've got your back four line, it's a 4-4-2 you're playing against, and you're in the middle of them back, them back two, you should always be walking with them. Always. At least then, if somebody gets that little, little pocket of space, you're already on your toes. And the thing is, the amount of times I've watched him, and he stood bang still between the centre half, as soon as the ball's come over, he ain't got the legs get there because it's too far in front of him from begin with. Mm. And you just think that these are little things to me that are like I won't say they're like basics, but they, they are in one sense. If you're going to learn how to be a striker, these are little tips where you go, well, you should know that. Someone should have told him that at some point in his, in his career, whether it be at youth level or whether it be Nathan Jones, whether it be his dad or whatever, or when he's been out alone. These are little things where you think, well, why are you standing there like that? I saw him do so many times last season when he was before he went out alone. But then he went out alone, scored an apple. Yeah, he scored all the time, sure as we yeah. But why? Because he's ten times quicker than the, the players that are in that league, probably. Well, that, uh, he, he just seemed to hit the ground running. Like, but I've, I've said before that a big problem with Stoke side is that we've got no real creative midfielders. What I like what Michael O'Neill done again is that he knows we're toothless. So what he's done is, is he's obviously working hard on on dead ball situations to try and get goals from that because we a fair few corners didn't we yeah, yeah. I mean but the goal came from a free kick the Danny Bat one yeah. so it's obvious that he's looking at getting goals any way he can because there's no creativity in that team and he knows it the only ones who've really got any kind of creativity is Nick Powell and Sam Vokes well, Pulis did that didn't he no not Sam Vokes so Sam Lucas. that's what we did how many goals did we score from set pieces oh yeah with Pulis oh, yeah that, that's, that's how we scored goals yeah. in the Premier League from but he, he knew his qualities the problem is, I think some managers come in and they go, right, well, I'm going to play this expansive football and I'm going to play one, two, do this and do it. And you think, yeah, but that's all right if you've got the players yeah, for it. Yeah, you've got the players for it. You know what I mean? If you're at Man City or Barcelona. It's or simple as that. Nathan Jones didn't have the tools to play that kind of yeah. football. And early, and like I told you, when he changed to that three at the back to try and stop us losing, and when he didn't work, it was, it was the curtains for Jones. Yeah. It was curtains. Right.
people's questions. Maria Ganderson has asked, will Michael O'Neill get money to build a squad? Uh, no, I think there's fair play things, financial fair play things, and you know, there's had a little bit. Yeah, that's come in now. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to cause problems. But the thing is, I think he's he has got the knack of finding these little gems. And like I say, <laughs> this is no disrespect to Northern Ireland, but they've never had a great side as long as I've been alive. It's always no, been a poor side, always. Well, I remember they had Ian Dowie up front, and that just shows you how bad they were. Yeah. Because he was, he was from London. Well, they always used to just try and find some great, great nan or something. <laughs> he was from North, she was from Northern Ireland. Right, get him in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you just think... Because Ireland, the Republic, they've always had an half decent... Well, they're all English, that's yeah. why. Frank Mansell, he's asked, we sneak into the playoffs this season. No, no chance. Yeah, I, think, I think he's happy. No, no, he's still delusional from the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> right, Viper with his question again. Oh, well, here we go. It's not Bitcoin, is it? <laughs> no, it's not about Bitcoin, actually. He says, will Stoke, will Stoke get a better deal with the kit sponsors? Because he, he thinks Macron is terrible. <sighs> well, a lot of people told me that at the start of last season. I mean, you've got to buy 9XL for fit anything, haven't you, really? Well, I know, yeah. I mean, I'm 4XXL. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did think it was like made a super dry, because that's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the answer, the answer good kit, or the answer good brand, I will be honest. I mean, the, the kits just look a little bit too cartoony for me. I haven't liked the kit for a few years, to be honest. I mean, I, a lot of people have gone on about this black one, people like the black one. I like the red and the black, but I don't like the sleeves. It reminds me of pyjama top. It reminds me a little really. bit of United as well, and then, was it 94? They had like a, these grey shoulder pad things on this top. And but they wore it once. That was all grey, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 3-0 down at half time. Yes, in Southampton, yeah. Yeah, took it off. <laughs> no, the, the season before the blue and white one on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mac, I don't know. I, I think the deal's got another couple of years ago yet, Macron. Is it Italian? Macron. Yeah, it's Italian, yeah. Yeah. I think it's short for macaroni or something like that. Macaroni cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony ba Balov. Funny. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's international. We've got an international on the pod. Uh, but saying that, actually, I looked at the thing, is we've actually got, we've got quite a lot of American followers and Norwegian followers now. All right. Oh, look. So, thank you guys. <laughs> That's the best I can do. Tell me about... Balov, anyway, he's asked him, um, will Peter Coates back his manager? Well, he's still not that, though, is he? It's the middleman. We'll still always have that issue with the middleman, being Scholes, are we? Yeah, Scholes has always been the problem, Auntie and Stoke has always been the, the bloke who's penny-pinching and not really... Sorted yeah. it out right. Here we go. He's he's a good one. He's called left field. He's, he's called left That's field. That's an interesting christening. <laughs> it's obviously not his name, but he's left. <laughs> <laughs> he's asked jeans or shorts. Oh come on! Honestly, <laughs> jeans or shorts? Shorts all day. <laughs> what on this weather? Yeah, look, they're a bit more looser, aren't they? See, I must see he's obviously been on the sherry, he has, he's on, he's on it daily. Probably sat too with sherry listening to We're start doing Mr and Mrs on a Sunday, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's shorts and summer, mate. Jeans and winter. Is he getting fashion advice or something? He probably, he's probably <laughs> seen me dressed up at the, at the ground and things. Things will sort it out for him. We've got to do a catwalk down the, <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> Cambridge Stoke is asked, is James McLean... The answer now is all the haters of going quiet. No, um, I put a post on uh, the church last night and someone 
first response was, I can't actually even say it's on the pod, but he says, but let's put it this way, he's pretty explicit. <laughs> Loads of other people have said, man of the match, what a great performance. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's still the same as before. I thought, yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still, the problem is you've still got a lot of people who maybe uh, ex-forces or a lot of the family fought in the war and stuff like that. And when yeah. The poppy thing will never leave him now. It's a shame because at the end of the day, as long as he's putting that Stoke shirt on, he needs still need to get behind him whether you like him or not. Well, that's what I mean. He's, he's playing, isn't he? He was man of the match today, yesterday. I can't say anything else other than that. Russell Smith has asked, is Juve the best striker in the Premier Championship? Well, not according to Steve Turnbull. Okay, Steve Turnbull. <laughs> Last week said he was the worst player ever he's seen since the 80s. Yeah, I think he's been on. He's, he's had some stick for that, from what I mean. <laughs> I was saying that. Here we go. We've got one from Steve Turnbull. Can I? Can you delete last week's? Can you delete last week's <laughs> podcast on Mam Juff? No, Steve. <laughs> it goes down to the history books now. <laughs> That's that one. So it's like you with Middlesbrough get promoted. Had a right there, Oh yeah, Middlesbrough still in the league. Woodgate's got a plan. What? Yeah, take him down. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is though, it is such a what hard one call the championship. They take so it, it is, yeah. I mean, the only ones we sort of got close to right. I mean, I didn't vote for Leeds. Barnsley, don't you got right? I've got Barnsley and Luton, I think. Yeah. Um, no, no, I didn't say Luton. Yeah, I think we both said Luton might do all right. Yeah, I think I said Luton might. Sneak in the playoffs, didn't you? No, no, I didn't say sneak in the playoffs. I said they'd be about mid-table with everyone else. <laughs> I think we only had one to go down with everyone else. Oh, they might sneak in the playoffs. Sneak in the playoffs, they will tell you. Uh, here's another one. From ex expatriate, must be from the sort of service. Mel Gibson, uh, could be. <laughs> See, only older people will know that. <laughs> what was that about the patriot? The Mel Gibson, that was the patriot. Yeah, well, same thing. <laughs> Spelt about the same. <laughs> Michael Owen. <Lewinow. laughs> uh, he's asked, where do we need to improve if we can improve in the January window? Left back, right back, striker, creative midfielder. I think creative midfield is the most important target. No, I still think the back. Well, I mean, the back, I think the back will look after itself, especially with Ryan coming back in. And I think t- we've got to give time and a t- time and a go. We've got no money, have we? We need to give time and a go at left back yeah. and give him a proper run and see if we can get that form he's in in Portugal and give him that go. Uh, Alex Cork, he's asked, will Jonathan Walters make a big difference to the coaching team? Um, I think he might. Uh, the thing is... Uh, Obviously, his commitment to Stoke when he was a player was second to none. And the thing is, with some of the younger lads, he might give them that drive and hunger and, and willing to win towards him. He can't ever sit here and go, well, he'd be a great coach, because we don't know. But the thing is, what he, what he will bring is that 110, never say die attitude. Well, he's, he's, a, Stoke, he's a Stoke man now, isn't he? He's a Stoke man. So yeah. he, he, it's one of them. Uh, I think that Jonathan Waters is a good pick. I think we need, do need to start bringing him in. I think Roy Lapp's keeping his job at the club. Yeah. I think Walters coming in is a good sign as well, which we're trying to bleed in maybe in future next manager. Because Walters has got a lot about him. You, you know, you never know. He could be a possible yeah. replacement for Michael O'Neill when he goes Man United in a couple of years. You, <laughs> you, you don't know, do you? Just as they're getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're terrible, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Ronj Binman has asked, 
Ronch Beef. Yeah, it's, it's another Twitter name, isn't it? Who's, who's the better defender, Mr. Blobby or Phil Jones? <laughs> Someone's watched Gas <Scott> Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Zag with Mr. Blobby. I mean, well, he's got a good physique, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he can block a few shots. <laughs> yeah, apparently. He's got a little Twitter. I think he's got a point there. I mean, we what? nearly signed him, didn't we, Phil Jones? Yeah, when he was a youngster or something youngster. like that. Yeah, when he was young, we nearly signed him, yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't. <laughs> but, you know, it's one Do of you know, I remember him coming Stoke once with United, and he had an absolute blinder, and they played him centre midfield because they had no centre... They had loads yeah, of... Yeah, that's where he played for Blackburn, and they went right back and yeah. holding midfield. He'd come for United, and he absolutely run the show. Yeah. Centre mid as a defender, which is not for me. Yeah, yeah, Phil Diard saying Mr. Blobby all day long. Yeah. Blobby, Blobby! <laughs> <laughs> well, he could, he could fill off one side of the goal, can't he? <laughs> Just run it, everyone. Just run it, everyone. I'm rolling his hands to like spades. Just run round everywhere. Just fouling everyone. <laughs> right, so I think that's it. Where did you think of that question? Would you sit there at home with I the messes and go, I'll wait a message, Potter's podcast. Mr. Blobby or Phil Jones? <laughs> Have you been drinking this Sunday dinner? I don't know, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just a normal last question. Who do you think will win, Stoke or Cardiff? I mean, we've covered that, yeah, haven't we? I think, yeah. I think Stoke could win 1 0. You think Stoke will lose 8 0 or something? <laughs> <laughs> 1 0. Cheering. 1 0. Adam Baines asked, Will we lose in the Christmas period? We, we, we bound to lose games though, aren't we? This is the thing. I, don't, I mean, we, we don't know, do we? I mean, the, the form we're in, but we're obviously going to lose a game here or there, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I, I've never got a good feeling when we play Blackburn. Never have a good feeling. I don't know, we could get shot by Luton. You get shot by anybody. How many times have you looked at that, what's it, that, the results at the end of the Saturday and gone, but have they got a result there? It's just the league we're in. I think this what this what I come back to saying earlier about the fans need to just not turn so quick because there's plenty that do. There's you only look at yesterday, goal down. Some of the people in the concourse were like, anyone think they'll go home? I know, <laughs> like, yeah. Calm down a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We conceded goals at Barnsley. It didn't make any difference. Yeah, but to be fair, at half time we were going, oh god, we're crap still. Uh, <laughs> Simon Blood. Yeah, it is blood. Where just do you find these folk from? I don't know. Well, they're just asking questions on, on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure you join in. in, join in. Um, he's asked, what do you think of Harry Potter? Well, I've heard a lot of bad things about him. I've heard he used to be an arty fan, so we got yeah. into the Premier League. don't know how true he is. I don't know. A lot of people were writing on that post that Stoke put on saying he's uh, a massive United fan. So well, you know, where he goes... Curry pint job done. No, yeah. you're all right, mate. No, I'll have a chat. I'll have a chat, mate. I remember when we first got promoted, there was a lad in the booth and end, and uh, someone had said to me, I swear he goes fail, and I went, nah, it, no way. And he came, and we had, I can't remember who we played, but it was red hot. And he turned up in a pair of shorts and had a veil patch on his leg. I was like, how have you not died up there? <laughs> <laughs> No, there's quite a few. Ian Boone was one. We yeah. saw he was ex Vale. We saw him in the, well, I think we're in the seven stand there. Uh, yeah, you do get him. I mean, Harry, Harry Potter. From what from what I've seen of him, I, I, I'm not really a fan, to be honest. I don't hate him or dislike him. I'm just not a fan, really. Trouble is, though, mate. I know people, Liverpool fans who get down Stoke. The thing is, United. I mean, the biggest problem is 
And they like a nine-year waiting list for season tickets. Yeah, it's something like that. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? You can't, you can't get in for love and money, but there's that many plastic fans, that's why. Well, most of them from London, aren't Yeah, they? they're all plastic seats, aren't they? At home, going, oh, look, I do go now and again. And then there's, there's, one, there's one at work and I, called Sproey. And I, and I said, he, he was taking a mic because Stoke were crap, and I went, Sproey, you do know Old Trafford's really, is It's not just on it's not TV. Standards. It's not EastEnders. <laughs> it's a real place. And he was like... He did, his face went, his, his mouth dropped as if <laughs> it was Titanic real and all. No, no, he's gone too far, uh, gone too far. There was one on um, a couple of years ago where they had um, a camera crew go outside Old Trafford and they talking to fans and they just had a little questionnaire with a couple of them and they caught to this guy and he turned around to him and he said, uh, right, you've got to fill in the blanks and he said, when I say this name, you've got to know his first name. So they did like gigs and he said, Ryan, you know what I mean? Beckham, David, yeah. whatever else. And he, he went, Bess. And he went, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> little, <laughs> little baby, baby David, <laughs> Bess. David, Bess. <laughs> Royal family. <laughs> thinking, wow, just, just wow. I, the thing is, I mean, We've said before on Fame and Shame, there's a lot of players that we've talked about that we have no recollection of, they were before our time, whatever else. George Best was before our time. Yeah, but, but I if know you're a football is, yeah. supporter, you know who George yeah, Best I, I is. I know who George Best is, yeah. and, and he, he liked the nail. <laughs> yeah, and you can see the guy who's, co- who's like interviewing him just in complete disbelief. Yeah, because he's like a Jerry Essex fan. Yeah, he's probably watched Jerry Essex, that's probably why. Looking at oh mate, I like stars, I do, you know. He was, he was on telly the other day, how many sides does a square got, and he said six. Yeah, it's because he's an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. If there's any Joey Essex fans in, I can only apologise, but he is an idiot. <laughs> um, right, so we're moving to the Stoke news this week, catch yeah. up on what every, everyone's been going on. Well, what has been going on? Well, there's, there's been a lot of talk about um, Michael O'Neill, obviously, um, about... You're joking. <laughs> about, <laughs> well, about the way the way he's sort of got the dressing room on side straight away. Um, I mean, another story that I'm going to pick out from earlier in the week is about Gianelli and Bula. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's been sort of a, a noose on our neck now, hasn't he, for, yeah, for, for quite some time. For a long time, yeah. Um, I mean, we signed him for 18.3 million, and we haven't seen hardly anything of him. But I don't think he's played over 20 games or so. No, but um, apparently, when Hughes was still in charge, Juventus wanted him. It's just more more rubbish coming out the the woodwork, isn't it, from from the previous regime a bit. And apparently, users turned around and said that he didn't want selling because he was in his first team plans. But according to this, he hadn't kicked the ball at the time. <laughs> he hadn't kicked the ball for us for the season. Yeah. To me, wouldn't wouldn't you as a club have stepped in and gone, "Old Mark, you're not using him." Yeah, but you've come in with a big offer. But that that we don't know how true that is. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, this has come off the Sentinel, so... I mean, we don't know how true that statement is. I mean, he, he might have had an offer and he might have been, I don't know, a replacement for Pogba or something when solid player, they thought, who well, he might replace him. I mean, they've not actually said a figure. They just wrote that they'd have made a profit on him, which means that Juventus were willing to pay more than £18 million for yeah, him. Yeah, so it's probably about £20 million, £25 yeah. million. Which, if, if, it, if it is true, then it goes down to another yeah. massive mistake from Tony Scholes, doesn't it? I mean, the exact words from Hughes um, were, 
that he saw him as a talented midfielder and it was central to his plans at the time. But the trouble, like playing. <laughs> well, the trouble is, everyone always remembers the Bournemouth game, don't they, when he scored? Scored away at the Vitality for us and had an absolute blind. Yeah, there was a couple of games where he was brilliant. I mean, the worst game I remember was, was against Everton when we were 3-0 down at half-time. It was raining like anything. I got soaked. He was horrendous. Every time, he did nothing. The ball, kept losing the ball. He was being overrun all the time. You, I mean, you could see bits of him in that when he first joined in January where he thought, yeah, there's a good player in there. But then after that, that first full season, oh my God, what an absolute pile of dross he was. Yeah. No, he, he wasn't just, he wasn't the fact that, cause he, was, he was okay going forward and he was good at carrying the ball. The problem is he wouldn't track back. He'd do, he'd do no hard work, no labouring at all. He was bad at releasing the ball as well. The amount of times he was screaming at him pass. Yeah, he just couldn't pass the ball. Yeah. He'd be thinking, pass it. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of it. He's, I think the problem is with Jerry and Beale, he's, he's quite public now. The, the, the man's just an absolute arsehole. He's got no... He's, he, there's, there's no want in him no. to become a good player. No. He's just in it for one thing, and that's it, money. money. Yeah. And he, players like that shouldn't shouldn't be successful. It's and the thing is, after Stoke, he'll end up in the Ryman League. So it, it's one of them, really. It's been well up. documented, and even ex-players have said, come out and said about his attitude as well. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah. I mean, Stoke, Stoke. What they tried to do when when Mark Hughes come in, they tried to do what Pulis did, where he, because Pulis made Stoke well known as the Battersea Dog Zone where he'd bring in misplaced players from ex-Premier League sides and turn them round and get performances out of them but the problem is with that system you were never going to get a player that was going to be worth a lot of money because they were all like 28, 29, sometimes 30 and they were players that were over the hill but they'd do a job for you yeah. and keep you in the league but you were never going to get a player that was going to go on to for 30, 40 million pounds no. and make big money on them like Matty Evans Matty Everton was a fantastic player for Stoke, but you knew what you were getting. You know, you 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 wasn't all of a sudden going to, you know, dribble around <laughs> four players and put it in the bottom corner. He, he was he wanted his game. Yeah. But what he was good at was running down the touchline and swinging balls in. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. <coughs> Simple things. That's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes. So what Stoke tried to do was try to do the same model but abroad. So instead of bringing in ex Premier League and English misplaced players, they went and decided to do it in Europe, like Bewley had lost his way at Porto, they thought they'd bring him in, get a couple of seasons out of him, really shine and then sell him for big money. But the problem is, he kept failing and failing and failing and failing. I mean, Chopo Moping, Hesse, Vimy was another one that was a waste of time. Zuma was not really anything special, was he really? I mean, well, I don't know how he's getting on the Chelsea side, if I'm well, being he's, honest. He's a donkey, isn't he, let's yeah. be honest. But, like I say, it's, it's one of them where you're looking at it and if, if there was an awful lot that had come in and the club turned it down, then it's, it's ridiculous. Really. I suppose if that offer had come in six months after he signed, does he usually carry it and think, oh, I've still got time for turning him around? Well, I mean, if he, if that offer came in after, say we bought him in January and then the summer an offer came in from Juventus, then you could kind of understand. You can slightly, can't you, because it's only early doors. <laughs> For him, yeah. If it, if it was the year after, it was a year after he would have shooted him out the door. Yeah, yeah so let's be honest. I'd stepped in as the club and said, "You're not happy from anywhere. Get, get out, <laughs> close the door." So, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to another bit of news this week. Sad news: uh, another ex Stoke has died. I 
I'm going to get slated first because I probably said it wrong. Sean Hasselgrave. Hazel, Hazelgrave. Hazelgrave. He's only 68 as well. It's no age nowadays, that, that, is it really? I mean, Dennis Smith has come out and said what a big fan he was because he was, he was actually his manager at York City as well. And when he left uh, Stoke, he recommended him to Cluffy at Forest, moved to Forest. So he was no mug. Um, well, I mean, he played in, in, was in the 80s he played. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about him, to be honest. I, I saw the news um, and I thought, oh, it's no age, 68, but... 76 years he was at Stoke. And he played under Dennis Smith at York. Dennis Smith was manager at York City. Yeah, Dennis Smith wouldn't yeah. take the Stoke manager jokes. He said he wouldn't want fail. Um, yeah, so it's just, that's, an, that's an awful shame, that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of some uh, ex-players have said what a, a work engine he was. Just never stopped running all the time. And that's the thing what we've touched on today is effort. And that's what we saw yesterday, didn't we? Out of a few of them. Yeah. He never stopped running. And that's the thing. Stoke fans love that. That's that's the little bit of sad news this week. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, so... Now this one cropped up at nine o'clock tonight, which is a strange one. Michael O'Neill on getting an elbow off Graham Kavanagh. <laughs> a bit of a random news feed, but... Um, Graham Kavanagh, what, when he was at Stoke, Kavanagh, Kavanagh at Stoke? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, because O'Neill's only about 50, isn't he? Yeah, he's not he's not Yeah, he's not, he's not mega old, so... Um, I mean, Kavanagh would be approaching 50 now. Yeah, he'd say so, wouldn't he? Well, yeah. Bob was great at 28, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He looked about 38 when he was 19, so <laughs> he was one of them. It, I mean, it, he, he mentions about making uh, James uh, McLean a better player, even at the age he is at 30. But the thing is, he mentions about his crossing. I'll get him crossing that ball and I'll get him running down the line. It's like you've just mentioned about Edmonton. That's his job. That's what he does the best. Yeah, yeah. Let's not try and push him too far, doing too much. You, you don't need to with some players. Yeah, it's, it's just about putting the players in the right positions. Yeah. Isn't it? And that's what I want you to do for 90 minutes. And that's that. And you do that job and you'll be fine. And like playing your own game. Not like before where people were, running, were a bit short at left back. Or put, put you in. I've never played left back boss, you'd be alright. You'd be alright, you'd be playing the left, don't you? Yeah, but I can't defend, help you, be right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean like I say, a lot a lot of the a lot of the news has been about Michael O'Neill this week. What's great is when I'm looking at the feed this week, it's not that negative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Over the last couple of weeks we're looking at the news feed going, Oh well, this player's come out and said this, this isn't happening, that isn't happening, whereas for the last two weeks, I mean, another thing we should mention, Ryan Shawcross has been back in. Yeah, he played, didn't he, Wednesday, scored a goal as well, yeah. didn't he, uh, Eddie, I think. Yeah, so that's another great start for him. Right, now I've got one last thing to mention. Wi-Fi and concourse queuing system. The new changes on the, on the fans' wish list at Stoke City. Yeah, we should have Wi-Fi by now. Well, we haven't got a phone signal half the time. I know, half the time. <laughs> you, you, you leave the ground and get up to the top and you, all these messages start flying through. Because you, you can't yeah. get any signal on the ground. No. It's crazy. What, I'll tell you what's always made me laugh is if you do like a flutter and you won't go on Bet365, you can't even go on Bet365 yeah, yeah, yeah. at their ground. 
know. That's amazing. I know you, you're at the Bet365 Stadium yeah. and you can't get on the Bet365. Can't Bet3 cash out, can't <laughs> cash out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is amazing. To I, had, I had 1-1, one, one, I had 1-1. One, one. Judas <laughs> about to score. Yeah. Oh, bloody cash out for 200 quid. <laughs> oh, no, there we go. So, yeah, that's uh, that that's, uh, still amazes me. I mean, someone's put on here better Wi-Fi. We haven't got any Wi-Fi. No, we haven't got Wi-Fi at all. I don't think. I haven't, I haven't known it. Another thing that someone's mentioned, that's a good point, and someone mentioned it, I think, on Wizards, was a fan zone. Yeah, we that's, do need it. We did definitely need a fan zone. Yeah. Live music outside, he's never going to pay for that. <laughs> Is he? Well, he, he will if, if it makes money. I mean, we had, we had it before, didn't we, years ago, um, under, I think, the Icelandics where, in the council where we used to have live gigs. And it makes sense to have live gigs at Stoke because it's it, it, it's the best venue in the area, really, for something like that, yeah. for like a big event. So I don't, I don't know why they don't, really. Yeah. I mean, if an artist is in the middle of the, in the middle of the Stoke with a cold, windy night on a Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> you know, shivering, shivering up there on stage. I mean, I love, I love this because what they've done on this, on this uh, questionnaire, they've asked obviously a select amount of Stoke fans, and let's put ninety percent have all said about the Wi-Fi. But as you scroll down, one bloke's put on, he's put, I'm not happy with the coffee. <laughs> Just thinking. Well, I don't think that they're going to start getting like a proper Costa. No, they're not, not going to bring Costa or thingy because one bloke Starbucks in because one bloke's gone. I don't like that. Bro. Not, not a fan, no, of, that, not a fan of that coffee. No, there's no, there's no Earl Grey here. Jamie Chatfield's wrote a train station behind the stadium. <laughs> That is a, yeah, because we've got loads of money just add another line and <laughs> big bridge to go down Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's a one off that one is. Oh no, the next one, the train station would be amazing. Folk from Congleton, Kids Grove, Stafford, All Sager, Longport, etc. would love it. To be, fair, to be fair, it would be would be a good idea. Yeah, but you, do you think that's a slight a bit random? Stafford, where you just get on at Stoke? It's like the next stop, so that's not really a problem, is it? Yeah, but it's a far. It's still a jaunt, isn't it? It's, it cut a lot of traffic down that. But Longport. Yeah, well, it's just sit on the far It's it's like it, well, if you put a train. I mean, to be fair, if you did put a train line in, it would make a, a big difference to things. Yeah, well, we can't sort the A five hundred out at the moment. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You yeah. cut that right down, wouldn't it? I mean, if you had people who were just getting a line to the ground, well, it yeah. would make sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, people mention the traffic and stuff like that. The queuing system. Now, I've seen that work at Wembley. The queuing system, everyone's. For each person, yeah. there's like bars between, like, little queues. And instead of people, like, sneaking in and pushing in, everybody gets served at the right time, then. Yeah. Because it is a bit of a free for all. And the thing is, it's alright for me and you. We're big lads, but you see some people and they're like hiding behind someone's parker coach and weave the way in and just think I bet it's a nightmare when they won't get out if you've got three or four pints but the trouble is our concourse isn't big enough for our queuing system really is it? Well Blackbeard, I can remember Blackbeard had it and that was probably the best best away end had been in really because it was like it was like McDonald's the way it was set up it had this little kiosk which you'd walk down which was only set up for free yeah you'd pay and then there was like a slide so you just, you just sort of slide your way out on the left yeah. And you're out, and you, and you, yeah, you can get a double pinter as well. 
glass. It was like a big jug, plastic jug. It was near to the tomb. Yeah, it's that good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've said that a while ago that we need sort. The bat needs sorting out. I mean, he really does. I mean, when you look go in the home end, the main stand, and have a it's look at the back, it's, it's it's very well laid out. Yes, it's, it's very well done. Plenty of bar staff. The whole walls are bar. Whereas when you look at in the away end, the south stand, it's just a little tiny bar, filtering about what. 10,000 fans. Yeah. There were a fair amount of fans, maybe five, six thousand. And, and you've just got four staff behind a little tiny kiosk. It's, you need sorting. I mean, this one, I love this one. Better flooring than the concourses, uh, so it looks less like a nuclear bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, it looks an absolute dodge, yeah. and it does. Blackburn Rovers have a, a nice anti slip rubber flooring. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I mean Blackburn's Blackburn's uh, waste when I was there. It's it was it was like like I said, it was like walking at McDonald's. The way yeah. it was laid out, it was, I mean, the worst one I've been in was Watford. There's, there's no room move. Right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I think Derby's tight as well. Yeah, but Derby's layered, isn't it? It's yeah. like theirs is the same as ours, really, but it's got like an upstairs to it. Another great one here from someone called Kerry. Bottle bars, vending machines for confectionery. There's nothing worse than 10 deep at the bar to buy a twirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it is right. I mean, it's like if you won't get food or whatever, you're stuck in a queue for ages and you, it, just, it just annoys you. Because the problem is we have to go down at 32 to 35 just to get close yeah. within getting a drink. Yeah. And it's like you're missing off the game because the club won't sort the back out. Yeah. I mean, we've got that betting thing that's in the corner. It's pointless. Though. Pointless. Don't need it there. Just get Wi-Fi in and get Bet365 making all the money. But what makes me laugh at the betting thing is, is when you look at it, it'll be like correct score, first goal score. You go down at full time, shut. So yeah. if you have one, You've got to wait till the next home game, claim your money back. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why, why would anyone bet on it? It's so it's, you see, it's, that's a thing. That, that's a big thing that indicates nineties can't be bothered sorted it out. Someone's put here catering hasn't changed since nineteen seventies at the Vic. <laughs> well, I've never noticed much change there, really. No, there hasn't been any change. I mean, I, when I first went, because I, I've been there since it opened up in the Britannia, and nothing's changed. No, nothing's changed apart from the main stand. Where they put a bit of effort in. Nothing's changed in the back. It's the exact same thing, the exact same brick outlay. It's 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 in the dark yeah. ages. Well, the thing is, when you get around the other side, where the the, the kids end is, all them paintings and murals and everything for about Stoke. Yeah. It's a nicer end around there. Yeah. We are in the present end in the away end. But it, no, but it is. It is in the in the Q railing. Like the Q railing's the same. Yeah. Isn't the Q railing? I don't know what it's called now. The the one where the, no, across from the yeah yeah it's the same in there it's like time but time. half the time if, someone, if there's been a leak or something there's bloody sand a thing on the floor yeah like sawdust it's like what, what the bloody hell am I walking it's like an old chicken farm well I mentioned this form finally just because it's it's bordering on gold really um, brute number one's put give hippo his motorbike back <laughs> I have no idea what he means there <laughs> So I'm taking the mascot at some point out of it, I can't remember who had a bag. I can't remember a pimp. I think he rode home on it. I'm So, I mean, another thing I, I wanted to mention as well is it doesn't look like we've got any money again, does it, for... I think it's scaremongering, Hardy. Do you? 
I think it's scaremongering. We've had too much money in financial fair play and we've been too stingently run in the Premier League to be in financial fair play. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. People said last season that we spent 60 million. We had 80 million in parachute payments yeah. and we sold players worth around 30 million as well. So if somebody could explain to me how we're in financial fair play when this summer we only spent 20 million and got a 40 million pounds um, payoff, uh, what's it called, uh, parachute payments again, yeah. how are we in debt? For me, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. There's a some there was a rumor going round that I heard that apparently the coach family two three years ago the coach family knew they couldn't afford to be Premier League runners anymore because the the rising prices of players had skyrocketed to a point which they couldn't afford, and they basically purposely got us relegated to this level so that they could cut everything back down. So it was manageable for them. Well, this week we'd been reported um, about what we'd what a spend had been. It's sort of just gone through Premier League teams since 1992, and um, a financial expert shows that Stoke had spent 219.6 million more than what they brought in on transfers during 10 years. Back in the obviously back in the top flight. Um, and yeah, but I can't, I can't see how though. I can't. But like, you've got to remember, it's something that you mentioned earlier. A lot of them players who were there under Pulis were worth nothing. The ones who... You think about that squad when we first come up. So, you've got the likes of Whitehead, aren't you? Edwards, yeah, you're million. all going for next to nothing. Yeah, they're, they're, well, but we bought them for next to nothing as well. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then when we started going, well, we'll have Cameron Jones for eight million or whatever. Nine million, yeah. And what did he go for? Swap. Yeah, it's free once. Exactly. See, so yeah. there's eight million you've lost straight away. Oh yeah, there's yeah. De- oh yeah, there's no question that we we'd spent more than we did than we made back. I mean, the only one to go for decent money was Arnie, really. Yeah. The rest of them are all cheap deals, but that's because that's why the club tried to change under Mark Hughes to bring in foreign players to try and make money off them. See, I don't know how much this is quite misleading for me because obviously it's got the big clubs at the top. But they're saying like, well, Leicester City, it, it, what's it, just behind Stoke, it, 189 million. Well, yeah, fair enough, they've spent money since they come back in the Prem, but they were in the Prem in the 90s as well. You can't tell me they didn't spend... I know they didn't. No, they didn't spend a lot last year. But you've got to think that, yeah, but their, their, net, their net spend is ridiculous because they, they got 80 million for Maguire. Yeah. They got 70 odd million for Mares. Yeah. They got, what was it, 42 million for Kante. They got 30 odd million for um, Drinkwater. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they, they sold players for big money. I mean, Tottenham are not even in the top 10 for spending. Yeah, they never spend. Yeah, never spend. Yeah. But whenever Tottenham sell a player, they sell for serious money. You know, Bale yeah. went for hundred million. Uh, you got to remember Crouch, uh, Crouch and Wilson Plasios for twenty million a pair. You know the uh, the, the problem with Stoke. It's, it's always been a problem that I've said is that there's no structure in how we buy players. Like when you look at Bournemouths and New Watfords and all them ones. They're bringing in players. Yes, they're bringing in loads, but it's, it's like trial and error. Watford have ran out of luck this year and will get relegated. But when you look at Bournemouth, their spend has slowly increased with the increase of 
if for, for players cost yeah, yeah. so I mean the, the fact is like they brought Solanke and they brought players like Jordan Ibin who weren't successes yeah. but they've got successes like Brooks like Frazier for three and a half million yeah. and it, it, they counteract whereas Stoke were just getting everything as cheap as possible and it, it backfired well, it's but a, the problem is it's cost us double in the long run well the thing is it says here that under Pulis, Hughes and Lambert and our stay we spent 288.7 million in 10 years so if that's my maths right that means we only clawed back 69 million in 10 years yeah yeah which it's insane really in today's money well it's, it's, yeah but then that's all on one player we got his money back for Ossoli so that's 5 million there so that was a nothing um, and Zonzi uh, we got his money back for oh no he made a million out of Shobby yeah and Zonzi we made a million yeah Begovic we made I think 4 million yeah so they're only little trickles aren't they even yeah it's, it's nothing and that's why we Arnie that's where a lot of the money is Arnie yeah Arnie was the main one he's yeah. the only one we sold we got well, we got him for one and a half million sold him for no because it was championship we were in the championship when we sold him Shakiri 12 we got 12 million for him we bought him for 12 and sold him for 13 so we made a million out of Shakiri as well so, so there's the obvious question that how Tony Scholes are still in the club just from looking at that alone yeah. makes no sense to me because the man's too stingent to these costers in the long run that's a perfect example 288 million we spent yeah. and half of them were garbage and have, but not only that have cost us even more because they don't play well we were 10th bottom with the loss uh, chart a 77.3 million loss overall well, since we've been relegated, that were all the clubs. Middlesbrough's the worst, 147.9. Yeah, but that, yeah. that'll be all the Ravenelli era as well. Now, I'll tell, tell, do we tell you why Middlesbrough have got that situation? Because it was the McLaren era when they, when they won the League Cup and they were with uh, Europa when McLaren was there. Because they, they, they kept. They the Europa final. Yeah, they lost the final. Sevilla. They yeah. smashed them, they about 4 0. Was, yeah, they won yeah. a good result. But. <laughs> that, I mean that Middlesbrough side they, they, bought play, they, they spent like 10 million on Hasselbank when he was 28, 29 yeah. Viduka was like 27, 28 and he, they spent 9 million they kept bringing in yes good players but they were players that were at the end yeah. they were the, the final stints as good yeah. players and you're not going to get and make any money from players that are, and that's where Stoke went wrong well the other two clubs won't shock you and Sunderland 211 yeah, they've they wasted, wasted money, money yeah, loads yeah, of times the same as Stoke just yeah. no plan at all Villa. oh he'll do he'll do Villa panicked when they were going down didn't they do you yeah, know what they, I mean they, they bought yeah but to be fair they've been in the Premier League since the start since of it. The they've only been out of it for years aren't they yeah. so they, they, they're going to lose a lot of money yeah theirs was 335 surprising aren't they like they wasted some money um, in the Premier League yeah they back, yeah, but they what's it their profit was 6.1 billion yeah, that's just, yeah, but that's not from selling players. What over and what's it? Yeah, no, it can't be, can it? Can't be from selling players. Well, saying that Ronaldo went for big money, didn't he? Pogba. I know he sold it went for nothing, didn't he? Really? He went for two million, didn't he? Yeah, madness, all right. Most of the thing is though, in the nineties, most of the time players came and they stayed. It's only the odd one, wasn't it? Like Veron. Well, Veron I mean, came and left, didn't I mean, he? Like two hundred eighty-eight million. And I can't think what on. Over 200 ten years. Million, yeah, but two hundred and eighty-eight million and I can't I can't see you on who? On who? But then you look at Fulham and you look at Wolves. They've doubled that in two years. Yeah. They've spent more than that in two years. There you go. Right, so Stoke only spent over one million on a player 
for the first time in January 2008 on their way to promotion, which will be Shawcross, won't it? <laughs> yeah, Shawcross. Yeah. yeah. He broke the transfer record six times in the Premier League. Dave Kitson, yeah. five and a half million. Waste of money. And it escalated to obviously in Bula at 18.3. Like I say, I don't know. I'm presuming Jones will be on that list as well. Kelvin Jones, yeah. Yeah, he he'll be been, yeah. to, he'd have been. No, but that was instalments once. When we bought Kelvin Jones, he was in three year instalments of three million. Yeah. Because of that tight. And, uh, and then it was Crouch, once it, after that? In 10 million. Yeah, Man City have made a loss of 6 4 5. Chelsea was 6 9 5. He will do though because it's they like a year, year well, because they're building. Players. They've been building to make themselves big European yeah. clubs, which will will always take in it. It's monopoly money though to them, isn't it? Well, it, it it's is not even got that much money. Well, it's like if you look at Man City, you don't see many of their players being linked linked in the papers to moves away. No, because it's like if Barcelona said he is he is a I don't know a billion for Leroy Sane, they go to they just go no, we're alright, mate. We've got I'm worth about four trillion. <laughs> yeah, you know it's one of them. They don't even bother. You come in Portland, but skint this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the thing. The fact is that with clubs like Man City and and other clubs like that, they, it's well just City mainly. The, the money means nothing to them. So it's like Barcelona now. There's no point in competing with City to buy one of their players because City will just go his priceless to us. Yeah. Alright, then he's hundred million. Didn't you hear me? He's priced to us. Well, he's hundred and eighty million. Aren't you listening? <laughs> no, we don't want to I don't I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you can throw me yeah. you can throw eight billion at me and you I don't can care. Buy the club. <laughs> still, still don't, go. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. I've got money everywhere. How much hundred million? Oh that look at that show me wallet. <laughs> you know, it's one of them kind of things. I mean It's a bit like messy and city because I mean, I'm surprised Ronaldo's moved as much times as he has. Now he's had about moving again now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he's felt like a Conte, but I think a lot of people felt like Conte. He's in tomorrow. Who is it? Where is it? Um, no idea, actually. Oh, no, no, it's Sorry. Is it Sorry? Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, I'm surprised he's moved as much as he has. Who? Um, Ronaldo. I am. Yeah. I thought he'd have finished it. With I, I, thought, I thought he was going to play Stoke right at the end, though, it was Ronaldo. <laughs> Yeah, when we're back in the prem, it's because I've always signed him on FIFA. Oh, he could end up being. Uh, he wouldn't even have to kick a ball. That be shit, sense, Ronaldo. Yeah, made that mistake with bloody who's it? Michael Owen. Good Johnson. Owen never made a mistake with Owen. Good Johnson. No, Good Johnson was crap anyway. He was about thirty-eight when he came. Still, I mean, I mean, going back to that now, though. I mean, how are the people? Because to me, that's that's that, if I was the owner, I'd be devastated at that. I'd be absolutely devastated. We spent two hundred eighty-eight, two hundred eighty-eight million pounds. We've got no money back for it. We we brought in nobody with any salt. And the ones we did bring through, like Begovic and Zonzi, we let them go for next to nothing. Yeah. I mean, we made two million pound profit off Stephen and Zonzi. He was probably one of the best midfielders in the Premier League at the time. That's bad running, yeah. and that goes down to Tony Scholes. So how's he still in the job? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, anywhere else, mate, he'd have been gone. At any other club, he would have walked out the door. They would yeah. have said, "Right, thanks for what you've done." Well, yeah. that's no, not thanks for what you've done. Get out. <laughs> it's it's one. Of, it's just ridiculous. We need a change. It's just yeah. ridiculous, and the coach family letting this happen because obviously the friends were really more family friends. I don't care. You're running a club. 
You can't be nicey nicey and friendly in a club. You have to make the hard decisions to improve the team. Yeah. Not waste money on garbage like cheapo moping in a essay. Yeah. For example. Those talker are going Leeds. Who? Well, they reckon um, the guy who owns PSG wants to buy Leeds. And he's going to use them as like a, a what's it, a feeder club? What, because of financial fair play? No, it's not financial fair play. He can. He can own Leeds, but the problem is Leeds fans would never take it because they want their club to be up there challenging. And if he got them in there, he couldn't get them in Europe. Yeah, it was a stupid. I don't, the post was a bit stupid, mate, because what they were saying is as Neymar and Mbappe don't get on. So what he was going to do is, for financial fair play, is send him on loan to PSG pays wages. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can see that quite a score. He's name off a leech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get off of it. Bloody hell, it's cold up here. What are doing here? It's never stopped snowing. But why are these fans spitting at me? You want to chuck a lot on me? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't see that. Well, That's the strangest story. Well, it is because it's. I mean, it's like if because if he took over Leeds and Leeds got back to the Prem, which I think's matter of time at this moment. In time, yeah, they look decent enough, don't they? I mean, looking at Leeds and then if PSG did do that and get and get Leeds put into the Premier League, they couldn't go in Europe because if they did, it'd get in the way of PSG. Yeah, they can't get in Europe. Yeah, that's where they'd be messing about with the balls and the, the yeah, job. Yeah, like, oh, I'd lose this one because if yeah. they get in Europe, we have to sell the club. Yeah, because <laughs> you're guaranteed Leeds to be in pot four. We'd <laughs> <laughs> be in pot one, wouldn't it? That's how it works out. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that is a crazy story this week of it. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Right, so that's it for, that's it for the news then, is it? Just... Yeah, there's, uh, everything else is more about what we've covered. I mean, obviously there's big uh, applause for... Mam Juf, obviously coming yeah, back. Hero of the hour, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he's he's been uh, he's been in the dark for a long time, hasn't he? I know, and Steve Turnbull looks like a right uh, clown now, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, even the players. I mean, Federici's put on Twitter um, that he's, he's delighted for Juf. What a guy! Surprised he put you on time, put his golf clubs down, and get that to the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers though, I mean Federici hadn't really done a great lot wrong when he came in, didn't he? No, well, I mean the big big problem with Federici is he's he's always got that mistake in him, has I can remember when he was at Reading and he, he, he for about four or five seasons he looked at probably one of the best keepers in the league, especially the championship. And then I think it was the semi-final against Arsenal in the FA Cup, and Reading looked like they were gonna go through, he looked like they were gonna beat Arsenal, and then he made an absolute clangy where he fell to the he basically well cross came in he, he was on his left foot he left hand sorry and he basically just went they are son put that in <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrendous and it's he, 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 like all the good work he'd done was for nothing now because everyone's going to remember him passing it to the Arsenal striking yeah. when they were winning in the semi-final yeah. you know he's, he's, he's going to be remembered for that forever and it's a shame yeah he, I've, I've, I haven't seen anything wrong with him. Well, like I say, yeah, he's one of them now. Right, so we'll move on to the ladies now, then. Right, the ladies. Doing really well. I mean, at the moment, they're, they're conquering that league, aren't they? Absolutely yeah. smashing everything. Just do really. a Sunderland and dropping a few points. Well, I mean, Sunderland at the moment are on an incredible run. It's something like 10, or 10, 12 straight wins in a row or something for Sunderland now. Yeah, they fly. Well, it's not really. I don't think in my lifetime I've ever sat here and said, Sunderland to fly. 
The only time I think I've ever said Sunderland are flying was well, back when they had Kevin Phillips up front and Peter Reid when was he was champion. Was he there, Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. was alongside Phillips, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, Kevin Kilbam, some others. But anyway, go back to the women's side. So, I mean, the second at the moment, aren't they? And I think the only, I think the only, I think we've only lost twice so far now. Stoke the ladies. I mean, Chloe Jones. This is a first season, really, coming as Stoke manager. Well, this is, this is actually another cup game. This was FA Women's National League. Sure, last week was a cup game as well. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Two yeah, cup games in a row. We're probably catching up because all that good bad weather they had not long ago. Yeah, I mean, we've got goals from Meg Bowie, Faye McCoy. Faye McCoy again. Yeah. She's like the female Shearer, isn't she? Yeah, well, Shearer. 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 Stick to the stoop, <laughs> Sheeran. <laughs> like I say, they just keep marching on it. They could do with another game at the Brett, I think. I, I think they should play there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there should be a bit more funding there. I, I'm trying to get hold of him. Is it Hayley, Hayley Richardson? I'm trying to get older because I think she works at my place, but she's on nights. It's, it's trying to find it. And I, I want to. I was trying to have a word with her so we can maybe get some interviews. See, the strange, the strange thing is, is obviously we've said before, aren't they, that um, they played at Norton. They haven't played at Norton today. Play? They played down Clayton Wood. I don't know why. Just, just, just let them play at the battalion. I mean, I get it at Clayton Wood. There's little stands and stuff there. So to sort of get that, it's a bit more better set up, isn't it? Well, I mean, to be honest, I can understand them not being able to play in the in the, in the Britannia, in the bet, sorry. I couldn't stand them not being allowed to play there if we were in the Premier League, because you don't know when your games are on. There's always a Sunday one thrown yeah. in here, or a Friday, or so it makes it difficult to fit the women in. But when we're in the Championship, we're always playing Saturday, so it doesn't really matter, apart from the odd Tuesday. So let the women play on it on Sundays. Yeah. When was the last time we played on a Sunday? I can't remember. That's what I mean. I, I can't remember last time we had a Sunday home game. So just let the bloody women play on it. Yeah. I mean, it gets the women. It gets. I mean, we had a decent crowd when we went, and it's a nice atmosphere. Four hundred. Yeah, it was a bit more than that. Was it? It's, it's near a thousand, wasn't it? Really. And it's like it was a good atmosphere. So whenever people have got like young kids, and they don't want to take them to Stoke and just get them get them used to, so when they're a bit older, they can go watch the men's team. It's a great little provider, and I don't again the club seem to be out of touch and don't understand that it's a good thing for the club. Yeah, I think it's a good thing on on a few levels, like like I said before, with the kids. Sometimes I've stood there before. I mean, we said before when we've been certain games. And you see little kids and you think, I want to brought me to this game. Yeah, Do you know, know what I mean? Like with the men, sometimes you can come in the atmosphere, it depends who's here. Could be Leeds, could be... Yeah, just if it's like a Leeds or a Derby yeah. or, or a Barnet, it, it's going to be big, big away following, isn't it? I mean, that'll, that'll never leave me at Vale last season when we walked down them oh, steps. Oh yeah, I've never, I've never been in a, somewhere as hostile as that. That little lad looked absolutely terrified. And, and the thing is, at the end of the day, there was a lot of minor that day, but me and you both said at the end, didn't we, because we left early, it, that is not what football is about at all. No, it's, I mean, I haven't seen scenes like that for a while. I yeah. mean, you know, being marched down, which I enjoyed that bit, I enjoyed the marching down. Yeah, he brought the atmosphere up, didn't it, going to the ground. I mean, we were, But I haven't been in an atmosphere like that for years. <laughs> I mean, years. I think the last time I remember where we marched down, I was only a child. I was dead younger. I can remember... It was West Brom, I think, and we were in the what was it called? Now the Railway Pub, 
But so we were in, um, no, it wasn't the railway pub. Where were we? So it was, it was, we were in the Victoria ground. The reason I remember is because Steen played and Taylor played for West Brom, who kept scoring against Stoke all the time. Yeah. So Steve Taylor or somebody like that played for West Brom. And I can remember, I was only, I was dead young, five, six, something like that. And we were being marched down the streets. And we were walking up that way. So do you have the old, in the old Victoria ground where you had that like point? Yeah. We walked up there and you could see all the West Brom fans there starting to lead up and the police were trying to get in the way of it. He was, he was hostile as anything. Yeah. And then the other time, the only other time after that was when we played Birmingham and when it proper kicked off. Oh, uh, in when 97, was it? 90, in the 90s, that's, yeah, that's I remember seven, that. I remember that. They were running up the hill yeah. on the old corner. Yeah, yeah. He, he when, when, it was, when he didn't have that corner put in, it was just all fields. Before that fence went in, and they were all just charging up the hill, and Stoke fans are charging down as well. Yeah. yeah. It was horrendous before they put the fences in. But the thing is, it, 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 as you get older, it's like that little kid's face. Is that we walked outside for going for a smoke, and looked at that little kid's face, and the terror in his eyes. He was only about five, six, yeah. and he lost his dad, and you're thinking, they're just idiots, aren't they? A bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say I've not been a Stoke game and there's been a bit of murder that you've not ended up being involved in, whether you like to or not. Yeah, sometimes. Because most get, people, you end up. You get dragged into Yeah, you without mean, wanting to. It's like, like I say, that Birmingham, I ended up on the front line of that. Yeah. Uh, with the Birmingham game, but I was only young. I think I was only like a teenager then, young teenager. It happened to me at Bolton years ago. And, and the thing is, if you can avoid it, then you try to at all costs. But what, I think what, I think what's changed me is having my own kids as well. But I saw that little lad, I thought, if that was my lip then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's people letting flares off, people smashing the toilets up and things like that. It, when you look down the concourse at Vale, it looked like a war zone. Mm, you couldn't yeah, even yeah. see the other end of the yeah, stand. Yeah, because setting flares off inside yeah. the tunnels and everything. It was, it was horrendous. It's an under-21s game yeah, it was, at the it end of the day. basically kids against a, a team. Yeah. And it was, the atmosphere was getting more and more poisonous because they were battering us. Yeah. They were battering us. So he was doing top out. It was like that going to the crowd. Well, I did the Stoke fans. Yeah, and that, that young lad, Ryan Loft, is it? He, was, he drank that beer that was on the and It was pissing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was what, it was what, it's, it's one of them. So like, like getting back to it, you can understand why, why the women, why people would go to the women. It's good, and like I say, it's a good place. If you've got girls, you're into football as well. Yeah, I think it's for yeah. young, young kids, young like under fives. It's a great place to introduce them, get used to watching some football. Yeah. And especially at the moment, because they're on fire. Well, the, the, the reserves as well. I mean, the reserves, well, I mean, you go, yeah, you go watch the reserves. I mean, they're battering teams seven, seven, five, well, six, seven, 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 the other week they played League Town, they won 11 1. That's what I mean. They're amazing, the reserves are. <laughs> I mean, how bad, how bad? <laughs> how good are the first team? But they're well, winning every week, aren't they? I mean, there was there was an hat trick, two braces, and then four other scorers. I mean, I always remember someone on Sky saying if he got more than one goal scorer in your team, you'd do it something right. Yeah. And you've got, what, one, two, three, four. You've got seven goal scorers in that game. <laughs> That's so, what I mean, they're playing well, they're playing really well the women and people should get down there and watch them, yeah. they should do. <coughs> the club needs to support them a bit more. Yeah, the club needs to start getting behind them. I mean, I, I mean, for how good that side is and how well we're doing at the moment and how well we're bringing these young girls through, I don't understand why we, we don't try and get in the WSL, the Women's Soccer League. Well, you look, the thing is, when you look back over the last couple of weeks, um, four nils, five nils, five nil away from home at Walsall. 
mean, if Stoke won five nil away from home, might as well have won the cup. <laughs> but it's like that with the kit. Why have they got last season's kit? They part of Stoke. It's Stoke City. Stoke City ladies should be playing in this season's kit. Yeah, but I've, I've said before that they should be wearing their own kit. They should have their own kit. Yeah. I've always said that women should have their own individual kit. Yeah. So that I know people go out, oh, yeah, but they won't sell much. I think they will. I think women's football is the thing is you've only got to look at the World Cup. You've only got to look at England's game. Was it last week at Wembley? Yeah. The ladies, there was eighty odd thousand there for it. Yeah. It's yeah. get it's growing. Oh, it's growing. It's gonna take time, I know. But the thing is, if the men don't help out a little bit even there, then it'll never grow. Because the thing is, your big clubs, Arsenal ladies have always been a big club, haven't they? And yeah, they've always won been. a lot of stuff, and I've seen them on telly and stuff before now. They've obviously, Arsenal obviously do something with them. They must do. Well, City's academy is the best. Yeah. I mean, City's women here paid very well. They've got the best English player, but well, I think the best team. I think Chelsea are the same as well. No, I don't think they're as good as Man City. Oh, Man City. But they've got their own stadium. Yeah, they they've got like an Olympic village though, haven't they? Yeah, said. they've got like their own women's stadium where they play. So you'd see another good little movement. But like I say, I think that we, our club doesn't support us girls enough and we have to eat as fans. That's why we decided to put it on, on the pod more and talk about the Chloe Jones in a team. We've got to be a bit more diverse, haven't we? The thing is, we're talking about equality and, and, and everything, that men are equal to women and it, we're not talking about sex all the time. If the thing is, you got another, you got another set of players who was who, who what's it, who are carrying the Stoke name, yeah, and winning. We're not supporting them. Yeah, they're getting no money. They've got all get jobs. Like it's like it, I think it's Kelsey. I can't remember her name. Something Richardson, but she Richardson has to at the back. Yeah, yeah, she has to work. She has to work nights. Yeah, and then the reason she works nights is so she can go training and she's fresh, ready for training and then goes week after but the thing is this comes back a little bit to what we said before on social media about when we've put like last night i put that post on a couple of pages 100 odd reactions that's just me who does a podcast yeah stoke the actual stoke page all they'd have to do is go on the stoke ladies page and go share the results yeah. And then it reaches all the blokes on the other side. It should be on it anyway because it's Stoke yeah. City. Stoke City, yeah. It's Stoke City, so it should be on there anyway. Yeah. The, 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 the miles behind the times, this is what I mean. It's not just they can't buy a player or spot a talent. They crap at everything. I mean, Stoke women, whoever their happiness, you're looking at between five and eight posts per day looking down on them. On the 10th of November, they must have had about 10, 12 posts. If you look at Stokes' page, yeah, it's, one, it's one, one, one a day, if, if that. So, one, one a week. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing tomorrow. <laughs> That's the and wait, on Sunday, just bang some on the page, go <laughs> Picture James McLean, scored it, see? No. <laughs> what? You like last season. <laughs> yeah. Right, so that's another pod done. Yeah. It's a bit, a bit of rambling this time. I don't know what's going on at the moment. It's not much controversy, is it? We've normally got a bit of controversy to talk about. Well, no, we were losing, so it's yeah. a big moan of get skulls out, but the, you know, we're playing well at the moment. The women are playing well, There's a, everything's going okay. I mean, I, the pod's growing, getting more and more fans every week. We can only thank you for that. Make yeah. sure you tell your friends and get more people involved. Get on. Get, get your opinion across, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to get on and, and talk to us, you know where we are. Um, we'd like to hear from more fans. I mean, it's always fun. 
We had Steve Turnbull last week, we might get him on again if if you didn't get involved. I mean, that's your own fault, man. <laughs> it's not that scary. Yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very easy, yeah. We might have another special guest soon, but we've, we've got to sort this out. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Ta-ra. All the best.